Okay, we're back with another hot episode of Coaching Caffeine and Comedy, and I'm your host, Haley Kobza. And your co-host, Lena. So today in studio with us, we have one super awesome guy uh, from a cook. That's right. I think. Um, but we'll get to him here in a little bit. Let's have our well, two okay. minutes. Yep. Yeah. What have you been drinking lately? The um, cold brew. Specific it is phenomenal. See, I got happy. I know. I was gonna pick this up some today. So I'll Thursday. Okay. Yeah. I'll be waiting. It is delish. I'll be waiting. I have started drinking scooters infusions, which are super healthy for you. So it's like a Red Bull okay. with some flavoring. Oh, it's heavenly. So I do like. I think it's called like cactus pear or something. Their green tea is really good. Yeah, it's it's really delicious. Good. Yes, yeah, I'm gonna need to try it. Okay, but let's get going. Let's do it. All right, here we go. Today we have Joel Arterburn. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> okay. Um, with us. Looks, are, you, are you comfortable? Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. This is our first time meeting, so like, I, know, I literally know nothing about you. Besides, he came bearing gifts. Oh. Yeah. <sighs> Popping on the bricks. Bless his heart. We'll get into it. Yeah, it's so delicious. We'll get into it. But first, we're going we're gonna to throw it at you. So we're going to warm you up. Okay. Because it is really it's, cold yeah, in here. It's, it's actually it 60, actually, 70 degrees. Yeah, yeah. 60 is much better We're than not complaining. Been. We are not no, complaining. No. I will I will throw on a sweater. Yes. Yeah. This is not. I have a shirt on. <laughs> yeah. Unlike what you've heard. Oh, yeah. That is not true. I forgot about that episode. That's right. Um, so what we're going to do, Joel, we're going to give you one word. One single word. And then you're just going to give us the first thing that tops, like, comes to the top of your head. And it can be like a sentence. It could be a phrase. It could be whatever. So like if I say children lena says monsters okay pain or, the butt oh, oh <laughs> yeah right or whatever okay. yeah, yeah phrase okay. you get it okay mm-hmm. so um are you ready yeah let's go red mccook nice. run not me <laughs> there's no one chasing me when i'm running <laughs> yeah, me either right reading not a fan okay mm-hmm. practice who needs practice? What's practice? Oh, okay. I'm just kidding. We can get to that. <laughs> um, what was that word? Extinct. Dinosaurs. Oh, good. Delicious. Popcorn. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Good plug. Good plug. Plugging. Tying good it in plug. here. <clears throat> Lena. Crazy. <laughs> awesome. Oh, that was nice. Look at that. She didn't see that one coming. Oh, Who paid you? I did not. That was so Jake nice. send money. Always. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. He pays for a lot of things. <laughs> Friendship. Oh yes, my gosh. True. Mm-hmm. Bananas. <laughs> um, yellow. Okay. Uh, summer. Best time of the year. Oh. McCook. Home. Podcast. Awesome. Maverick. Top Gun. Good. Dinosaur. Oh. Um, Drake, my youngest. Oh. Oh, wait, sorry. Your child? Yeah. Dinosaur? Yeah. Okay. He's kind of that kid. Okay. Uh, kids. Um, gifts from God. Oh, gosh. I know. So sweet. All those things you said about him were not true. Not true. (laughs) I paid her to be nice to me. Coaching. Passion. Caffeine. Needed. Much needed. Comedy. Oh, always. Gosh, good job, Joel. That was a great warm up. Okay, Joel. So you're an 06 grad. Learned that beforehand. Yep. Yep. 06 grad from a cook. Okay. Gosh, all these bison in here. There's so much local talent and amazement. Amen. I'm like, by the time we get through McCook, I know. You got a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, There's so many people. Yeah. I mean, they might not all like each other. Mm -mm. I don't care. Nope. I like hearing about every one of them. Yep. Agree. Yeah. So um, then what happened after? So, 06 grad from a cook, 
Um, I Go went, 06. Went Sorry. to MCC <laughs> for two years, played basketball. <gasps> Go MCC. You, oh, you played, played basketball? basketball? I did. Look at you. Hooper. Oh, um, I had no idea. Yeah. Look at that. I love surprises. Yep, yeah, played basketball for MCC for two years. Um, was going to go continue. So my sophomore year, I tore up my left shoulder, and I'd already had my, I'd tore my right one up in high school, had it fixed. Didn't want to do the left one, just decided my career was done. So then I got into, uh, Lynn Hart was the coach at the time. Oh, my Lanta. Yeah. Lynn Hart was he a coach. Was there forever. So he was. So he got me, he decided to just keep me on, and I got into coaching. That's when I got into coaching basketball wise. Um, <clears throat> I had the opportunity with him to go out to William Penn in Iowa, which is where he came from. Mm-hmm. Okay. Had the opportunity to go out there if I wanted to. He was going to get me on as one of their JV coaches. Um, he was going to throw Taryn out there too, my wife, who played softball at MCC. Um, was going to get her on out there, and we decided we didn't want to go that far, didn't want to go that way. So um, I went to Kearney from there. I was there for a year. Taryn was waiting to see if she was going to get into Clarkson in Omaha. Um, she stayed here for another year. I went to Kearney. She got into Clarkson. I decided she'd followed me around, so I was going to follow her. Um, so she came to or went to Omaha. And I went to UNO to finish my undergrad at UNO um, in elementary education. Um, yeah, Taryn and I are high school sweethearts, I guess you'd say. We, her sophomore year, my junior year. So it was one of those, she won't admit it, but she um, had the opportunity to go to Iowa State for softball. She really wanted it. And mm-hmm. she chose MCC since that's where I was at. Um, so she kind of gave up on her dream to let me have mine. Um, so when it was time for her to go to Omaha, I was transferring without a doubt to Omaha. Um, and then from Omaha, we lived in Omaha for a little bit, moved to Wahoo, which is between Lincoln and Omaha, suburb down there. Um, lived there. My sister and brother-in-law lived down there. So I student taught in Wahoo. Um, and then I subbed, was a full-time sub there for a year, coached freshman boys basketball down there. Um, was also working at Champ Sports in Omaha. So I was driving to Omaha from Wahoo. She was driving to Lincoln. Um, a lot of driving going on for us. So we, um, I heard there was an opening for a third grade teacher here in McCook. I called, uh, Tim Garcia was the principal at the time, who was my basketball coach, head basketball coach at the time. Um, called him up. I came down like two days later, interviewed and got a phone call on my way back to Wahoo, said, Hey, where are you at? I hadn't barely left town. So I turned around and came back to sign my contract. That's oh awesome. My That's yeah. so cool. Awesome. Yeah. So that was one of those, you know, when I left Wahoo to come down here, I said, what do I do if they offer me a contract? Terrence said, well, we have no other options right now, so we'll do whatever it takes. So we took it, and here we are getting ready to start my 11th year back here in the district. I did third grade for two years. Um, then I went to the junior high and sixth grade history for four, and now I'll be starting my fifth year at the high school as a counselor. Uh-huh. I've coached freshman basketball in Wahoo. Um, when I moved back here, I didn't think I was going to be coaching much. Um, I knew I was going to do football, so I was doing seventh grade football. Um, I was young and dumb at the time, so I did I did my seventh grade football. I helped with freshmen. I helped with varsity, JV. Uh, yeah, they'll take I did it, it all. Yeah, they take they that take young all. blood. Yeah. They take yeah. it all. And so I uh-huh. traveled every almost every night of the week, it felt like, for football. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you yeah. Think and so I did that all. I went to all the varsity games and all that stuff, late nights, all that stuff. Um, and I was doing freshman basketball too. And so freshman or basketball season rolled around and I was the same way. I did all my freshman stuff, all the JV stuff, all the reserve games, all the varsity games. So Taryn learned real early on that me being a coach, I was going to be gone uh, quite a bit. Um, and I did a four year stint as the, um, head girls golf coach. Oh, really? That was, uh, to be dead honest with everybody on that one, that was like, you know, you got to have that varsity coaching experience to get a varsity mm-hmm. job that you want. And so my goal out of high school and out of college was always, hey, I want to be a head varsity basketball coach. And so I was like, yep, this opening's here. I'm going to take it so I have the experience. And I will say that four years of girls golf, girls were easy to coach. Oh, they were. I keep hearing we it. Go. I know. You don't want to admit it. I want to switch. <laughs> they are. It was. Let's they just were, switch they for listened. a week, Joel. When do your boys come in? Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you don't want them. I'm telling you, you do not want them. Let's they don't listen. Swap. Girls will do what you tell them to do. Hmm. And I don't know if it's just coming from a male or what, Maybe. but they. Will. Uh, I think there yeah. might be a little Very truth well in that. Be. Yeah. Very well there could might be. be a difference there. Yeah. So I did that, and after doing that and dealing with the politics of all that stuff, I decided I really didn't want to be a head coach anymore. 
And so I have just stuck with basketball. And so I've been the assistant um, for the high school for a couple of years now. And I'm just kind of content doing that. If the job ever comes up, I don't know that I'll take it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of content being the assistant, being the behind the scene guy. I like it. So Taryn, you said mm-hmm. she did softball, played yep. softball. Does she do anything with softball anymore? Uh, yeah. So two years ago, Lena, is that about right now? Mm-hmm. Two years ago, we decided um, that we needed a softball team for our daughter. So she, at the time, was eight. Um, and we needed a group of girls to do that with. And she's – so my daughter is a year younger than everybody on the team. She's a giant, but she's mm-hmm. right. a year younger than everybody. Her class just – there's not very many athletes in it. So we got a hold of some older teams, some older girls, and that's the same team Lena's daughter plays on now. Mm-hmm. Um, the first year – I helped coach a little bit, and then this year, through all of our craziness of coaches and parents and all that stuff, I stepped back a little bit. Um, I took a bigger role with my son's baseball team. So my wife does a softball thing. I get to be that dugout dad, dugout mom thing and be the parent. I, after our first tournament, I'm carrying this wagon of stuff around. I said, <laughs> I don't know how she does it. I don't know how she does it all the time. I'll forget something. Yeah. Um, but she does that, so she has that. Um, she's coached the Y League stuff, you know, from basketball to volleyball, all that different stuff, but her passion is definitely softball. Um, our oldest, Bentley's 11. Um, I'm one of the coaches for his baseball team. So we, what, two weeks ago, had 10 days ago, finished state baseball. So our summer's been engulfed with baseball and softball. Um, now he's in the MFL. So this is the hardest part for me because in the big scheme of things, like football is my sport that Sorry, I, MFL. So McCook football league. So it's youth football. Okay. Okay. Youth football. I'm so with you. yeah, it's uh, you explain that a little bit. Cause I don't understand it either. So is it like a league? Like, yeah. So it's like a month long. Um, so everywhere else in the country, basically other than Nebraska, there's like full contact football for youth kids during football season. Um, Nebraska doesn't seem to have that. We don't have anything that's year-round for them, basically. Um, so McCook has it to where kids going into fifth grade through eighth grade, um, they have a month-long full-contact football league for them. So mm. when you sign up, like, do you get broken into teams? Like, yep. How does it work? So they do like a full, full-out draft. Okay. Um, it's ran by the high school football program, basically. Um, not officially tied to the school, but it's sure it's ran through all that stuff. Um, they will have four nights of basically like scouting. It's like a combine basically for them. Um, all the high school kids that are coaching, they go through and evaluate all the kids. Um, Thursday night of the first week after the first full contact night. So in football, you have to have two nights of no contact, two days of no contact, and then you can go full contact. And so they give them two nights of no contact, a night of contact, and then they evaluate all of them, and then they draft them. They truly put all the kids on the board throughout their positions, and the coaches go out and truly draft them. They take buy pizza for everybody, oh. and they do a big draft night where all the coaches where they actually oh. pick their teams. So this is great. You'll yeah. never have to deal with this. Nope. Yeah. So they do that, and they, they break them into teams, and there is two age groups. So there's a fifth and sixth grade division and a seventh and eighth grade division. And there's four teams in each. Okay. So you're looking at pretty good numbers with kids. So wow. you can come from anywhere? Yeah, like, anywhere. Southwest Nebraska. Okay, I mean, cool. there's been years okay. we've had kids from Holdridge as far oh, as Holdridge wow. come. Okay. Um, there's then, a big group from like Juanita, Palisade this year, oh, sure. Imperial. So are the coaches all the high school coaches or do some parents have to volunteer No, no, too? this is all like the high school kids. So this is like the football oh, team. Oh, okay. I got it now. Yeah. Okay. So the football team, basically the, you know, the, anywhere from seniors down. And then he's got a few kids that have done it long enough that like, you know, they're two years into college and they're still coming back to coach a team. Oh, that's, so that's awesome. Cool. Yeah. That's that really was where cool. my coaching started was doing that when it was, when I was still in high school. So that's cool. Yeah. So, so it's pretty cool. when you went to college, like when you were at McCook, did you think coaching would be something in your future or did that come with Linhart and, um, I started so when I initially went to college, I was going construction management. So my family has built houses for years and I started taking classes doing that thing. And then I was like, why do I need somebody to teach me how to do something I already know how to do? So I was, I got out of that and decided, well, if I wanted, knew I wanted to coach already. Um, and I knew being in education was the easiest way to get into coaching without sure. having to make time out of your own schedule to get into doing it. So 
Um, elementary ed was just the easiest way for me because I knew I liked kids. And at the time, it was one of those times when everybody told you, oh, yeah, you're a male elementary teacher. You can get a job anywhere you want. No, you can't. Mm-hmm. You really can't. Um, but that's how it all That's how I came to um, being a coach and getting into education was just a simple thing of me enjoying being around kids, um, having a love for all sports. And, you know, like baseball now is the big thing for us. And I was never a baseball player. Didn't play baseball. I was just and so I'm basically self-taught. Teach all. You didn't play Legion no. or play really? Played Little League. Okay. Up through like up through Felling Field here sure. in town. So up through like, well, Bentley's got another year, two years over there. So up through like seventh or eighth grade. Well, that's pretty substantial because, like, for the girls, it ends so much sooner. Yeah. So if you're playing till eighth grade, like, you have some awareness. Right. A I mean, a bit, lot more yeah. than, okay. So you mentioned construction. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was on the phone with somebody today, and they're like, oh, you have a PGA golfer and a roofer. <laughs> yeah. Is that, do do yeah. you roof? So um, I have, so I'm one of those people that can't sit still. Okay. And so. Can't tell. Um, yeah. Can't tell at all. In I the know. summer. That, I mean, I, if you I, can hear the squeaking yeah, chair in the background. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's him moving around. <laughs> yeah. Wiggling. I, uh have a um gutter business so i own a i own a seamless gutter company interesting um on top of wait a seamless okay, seamless gutters so like in the old days when they would put gutters up you'd have like 10 20 foot chunks and they'd have to seam them together so like if you've got left a house that's got like a 40 foot chunk on the front that needs a gutter they would have to put two pieces together okay so i have a machine that sends it all out in one piece it forms it into one piece so i can do Whoa. any lengths necessary so high school counselor, basketball assistant coach, uh-huh. seamless gutter business. And uh-huh. dugout dad. Dugout, dugout dad, dad. Popcorn, popping on the bricks business. Yeah. Do you still coach football? I don't. Okay. Nope. That is, but. And then baseball. Yeah. I didn't say football, that. Football. If I could get yeah. back into football, I would. Um, I don't want to say that too loud because they would probably right. take more coaches back. Would but. you when Bentley gets older? Or would that make it harder? I don't know. So that that was our biggest thing is when I started helping with this baseball team, like it was dad, like dad doesn't know anything. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. And it took him a little bit to understand, oh, dad does know what he's talking about. Dad's pretty good at this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I took the back seat for their basketball team and just did the dad thing. And it was kind of nice. I kind of like it. Football is a different animal for me. Like that's my, not really my passion. Basketball is my passion. But when it comes to coaching, football is like where my brain goes and Mm -hmm. where my mind goes for that stuff. Um, so like I was sitting at practice the other night and I'm sitting in the car with Taryn and I'm watching his team practice and I'm just like nitpicking at things that are going wrong on this team. Taryn goes, just shut up. You can't go out there. I'm like, I'm ready to open the door and crawl out of the vehicle. Don't just sit here and just watch. You just, you're the, you're the dad, not the coach, blah, blah, blah. And so I, it's hard for me to watch football and not be part of it. But I think as he gets older, it'll be easier. I kind of enjoy just sitting and watching him. Mm -hmm. Um, that's I cool. don't know what's worse, being a parent with knowledge or being a parent that has no knowledge. With. Huh. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, because like, it would be really hard to, like, you know, to be sitting there yeah. watching. Um, I don't know I'm going to be that parent, though. I'm going to be that parent. You can say you're not all you want, but if you have the knowledge, and you're yeah. going to be that parent. Yeah. I, you're going to be that parent. I, his coach, so his coach is one of the high school kids, obviously. Um, I know very well, and... It's even hard for him. Like he sent me text messages. What can I do with this? What can I do with him? And they had a running back that was good, just not great. And my son, as much as I hate to say it, is a freak athlete. Um, and he texted me and said, hey, I'm moving your son to running back. What do you think? I said, it's not my call. You're the coach. Mm-hmm. He's going to do whatever you tell him to do. And that's what he did as he moved him. And I'm not the one to tell my son that's going to happen. So I let him tell him. I just took mm-hmm. the backseat to it all. Um, so, you know, so it's a blessing and a curse for me to know all these kids that are coaching them um, and for them to be their coach in sports, um, for them to know that, hey, I can go to them for advice, which I'm fine with. You know, that's why right. I'm in the profession I'm in. So, True. yeah. Okay. So on top, we just briefly mentioned it, but you brought us popcorn because you and your wife, right? Yep. Opened a business here in McCook. Yep. Popping on the bricks. Tell me, like, how, what, what did this, like one day you're like, baby, you know what? You make some good popcorn. So this is, <laughs> let's one of open those, up a shop. This, yeah. And I don't, I just want we to don't know. have enough to do. Yeah. This was we 100% her. Okay. So when we lived in Omaha, um, she would bug me all the time. I want to open a popcorn store. I want a popcorn store. I said, this market's too big. Like that's too much money. We'd have no, uh, no way to do it. We don't even know what we're doing. So then, you know, she put it off for a few years, stopped mentioning it. We moved back to McCook, 
couple years into McCook, and she's like, I want to do it. I'm like, there's nowhere to do it. I'm still saying no, not doing it, don't mm-hmm. want to do it. Um, I opened up my business. My business went while we're talking fairly decent. (laughs) It went fairly well. And so we're one of them families that movie nights is with popcorn. All yes. the time. We're Gosh, always yes. having popcorn. I'm a po- that could be a meal. Yeah, yes. exactly. I just yes. remember Absolutely. one time when Clay and I got married and like I made like popcorn and he's like, Well, what's for supper? I'm like popcorn. Popcorn. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. There's no protein of popcorn. You don't need it. That's my whole family. This right here is heaven. And so we you wanna buy? It? I don't know if this is the chewing. Yeah, keep going. That's I'm not sorry. Oh my chewing, god. Sorry. Either way, caramel's amazing. Um so then so we decided dumb. to she just kept nagging me and nagging me and nagging me about it, and she caught me in a weak moment. And I said, okay, let's do it. Um, and so the location Wait, so was huge. Did you guys huge. make flavored popcorn? Oh, yeah. Everything. I mean. Like at home on movie nights? No. No, was it was say. always just like regular popcorn at Invite home. Invite me. And then so now it's, we have a popcorn popper in the basement and it just sits there empty now because we just go down to the store and take whatever we want now. But it was one of those things. So our location is where, do you remember Vic's popcorn popper? Oh, I do. Yes. Like Vic's popcorn? From, I'm from North Pop. Okay. So oh. there was one of those in McCook. And what? where we're at, our yeah. spot on the corner. I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah, back oh in like the, gosh. what yeah. was it, Lena? Late 80s, early 90s? Oh, Because when I was younger, that's where, like, where I would go for my snack after school. Yeah. In would North Platte? In North Platte. See, yes, they had one right where they are now. It was no the old way. popcorn store. I remember yeah. going there. Yeah. yeah. And so that was our biggest reason. It was like the location was prime. It's right on the corner in Norse and Sea. Yeah. You know, and so it was like, all right, let's do it. And so she kind of thought that was like, that was the sign. That was the sign mm-hmm. that we had to do it. So we took the leap and. Quite a bit of money later, here we are with going pretty well, and it's yeah, it's we're trying to do it by ourselves right now, but we've realized okay, we've got to hire somebody here pretty mm-hmm. soon with our kids being as busy as they are. Um, so we're going to be hiring somebody here pretty soon, trying to get that figured out. Yeah, it's it's the community of McCook in Southwest Nebraska has been absolutely awesome. That's awesome. To us that's that. phenomenal. So, yeah, that's and great. our popcorn's that's not so bad. Good. Yeah, uh, Copes is gonna be chewing for the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got a kernel. So amazing. <laughs> Stop. I can't even put it under the table. I don't even want to look at it. I know not. She'll so eat it all. So I will eat, eat it all. Whole bag. Yeah. One time I picked it up and I had just had to drive over to the wall. Mm-hmm. The Y. The wall. I th- the wall. The wall. Well, I had it gone before I got over there and I was too embarrassed to admit it. So like there was like two pieces at the bottom and I wrapped it up in the twisty and put it down being like, didn't eat it all. What about the jalapeno cheddar? <gasps> Somebody mentioned to me the <laughs> pickle one. Mm-hmm. Pickle's good too. And I haven't tried that one. I, I accidentally got the jalapeno, like our girls eat the cheddar mm-hmm. and it's phenomenal. But I got for a road oh. trip, I got everybody some and they kept going, this is not, this isn't good. Something's wrong with it. I was like, it's fine. Eat it. You're okay. It was the jalapeno cheddar. So it was super hot. But it was so amazing. That's so then like Jake the, and it was like it. so hot, but you it was so, she oh, forced you her daughters to eat it. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's fine. You'll just eat it. Mm-hmm. It's like flaming hot Cheetos. It's yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Just eat them. You're fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. What all did you play in high school? Um, so I was, uh, I played football. I was like Jeff Holtis that was on here earlier. I was part of those four years. Nobody wants to be like him. Don't. Yeah, I know. Yeah, don't. I'm not trying to compare myself yeah, to him at all. That's don't. too easy to do. Yeah. He's a um, redhead. Yeah. <laughs> I was on, um, those four, his, those cup, two years of, champ- of being champions and then two runner up. Those were my four years of high school for football. Oh, wow. Um, played basketball. Um, like I said earlier, I do not like to run, so I did not do track. Um, as soon as basketball season was over, I was that guy that I, my parents told me that if I want something, I had to buy it. So I got a job. I worked at the golf course. I mowed out there at the golf course for ever. Um, but is golf in the spring here? When is for golf? boys. Yeah. It is boys, for boys. golf. In the spring. So you didn't want to golf I just, even though you worked there? Yeah, no, like, I just decided okay. I would rather work than have to do sure. a sport. So, okay. um, just did basketball and football in high school. Um, like I said, didn't play baseball in the summer. So I just worked all summer long, did that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, those are really the two sports that I did was big with. So when somebody gets into coaching, is there like a timestamp on it that, you know, like this is when I want to be done or this has to happen or like, how do you determine that? I think you just know, like if, if you want to coach, I think it's like, I could, I can look at people like watching these kids that are coaching football and you can tell the ones that are there to have fun and the ones that are there that truly are there because they have a passion for coaching. Okay. Bentley's coach is one of those kids that someday he will be a head football coach somewhere. Oh, he just has cool. that passion. Yeah, that's cool. He has that passion. You can tell. You can tell the other ones that are there. They're just hooting and hollering with the kids there to have a good time. Sure. They're just doing it because they were told, mm-hmm. "Hey, let's do this." And 
Now, I don't know that there's like a time that says like, all right. I mean, there's been people that are in their 50s and 60s that get back into coaching or get into coaching that have the passion for it. So I don't know that there's a timetable. Is there for you? For me? um, Yeah. I've always said, like, like I said, my goal was to be a head coach at some point. I've done that. I've been there. I've done that. I don't know that I'll ever want to do it again. Um, the older my kids get, I'll phase out of it fairly quick. Um, U sports, coaching my kids in U sports all day long, all day long, every sport I'll do it. Um, but as far as like the high school side, there'll be a time where I step away when I don't know yet. Um, but I'll step away before they're there. I mean, it's, I've always like being in education, I always thought it'd be like cool to have my kids in the classroom, but it seems like every time that gets close, I move (laughs) different, different building. And so it's like, I don't know that just as much as we butt heads, I don't know that I want to be able to, on the high school level, coaching my kids. And mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah, I don't think it'll happen. I'll be out of it before that point. Okay. Hmm. How many kids do you have? I've got three. Three? Uh, Bentley's 11, Harper's nine, and Drake is six. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We, uh, we A- were that. Active ages, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we were that. Very. We were mm-hmm. those kids that, like I said, we were high school sweethearts, so we've been together forever. And so it was like, we get married, we're having a kid. And so all right. of our other friends are now having kids. And so it's. Right. That's me. I feel like I'm way behind the eight ball. But no, I was too. It's fine. That's why we hang out with people like Lena. <laughs> She's wise. She's wise. With her age. That's right. Yeah. And if you've seen her. But husband. our kids are the same age. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nana, whose kids oh are the same God. as yours. That's fine. Oh my That's fine. Did your dad coach you in anything? Nope. No, nope. my dad uh, was a firefighter paramedic for years. And so he was always gone. And then by the time I was in like to where I was playing sports, um, he was working for the railroad. And so there was he was never home long enough to be a coach for anything. Um, so it was always other people. Um, my big influence in coaching was Ron Coleman. Oh, um, interesting. That was, this Ron guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he he's was a legend. Uh, yeah, Legend. he is, in, especially in the area. Um, he was like, so I went to St. Pat's. Um, go Saint, go Knights. Yeah, I was a knight for a while. Mm, uh-huh. I'm still debating. Yeah. And so when, I, so when we were eighth, seventh, eighth grade, we could come over and play football because they didn't have full contact football over there. So we would come over and do that. Um, and he was the coach at that time for the junior high sports. And so that's where I got to know him and um, kind of took me under his wing, that type of thing. And he was kind of the mentor throughout um, high school for me. And then it was between my junior and senior years when he passed away. Um, And so then it was even bigger for me to have the passion to continue doing what he was doing for us all. Um, And so that's kind of where that, that was kind of my mentor as far as coaching goes to get Mm -hmm. into that and why I did it. Um, But then it was just, you know, then it just turned into like, I don't know, like not even so much as coaching, just the relationship that you build with those kids. Like, you know what it's like. It's um, some of those kids that still come back and you talk to them and just the relationship that you build with them. Like I would, there's kids now that I would be comfortable with. Obviously they're old enough to do it, but I'd be comfortable to go have a drink with them, you know, go sit down and have a drink with them because you just build that relationship with them over the years. Is that the kind of guy, like when people talk about Ron, what was different about him? Um... So everybody always called him RC. The other coaches, it was RC, Ron Coleman. So it was RC. And if you as a, he was one of them guys that you don't call me RC till you graduate. Like oh. I'm coach. I am coach Coleman to you until you graduate. As soon as you graduate, it's RC, it's Ron, it's whatever you want it to be. Um, but he was just like, he's down to earth. Like he would be that guy at practice clowning around, goofing around with guys. Um, he played for Nebraska. He played football for Nebraska. What? Yeah. Yeah, he oh, was cool. on oh, I didn't know that. whatever, 70s, whenever, whatever year they won it in the 70s, he was on that title oh, wow. team. Wow. Um, but he, like, he would take his shoes off. He was a bear, everybody knows like barefoot punter. And so he would practice, he'd take the, take his shoe off and he'd be punting with the punters. Ow. And yeah, Ow. always barefoot, <laughs> always barefoot. I don't get it. I never could do it. It hurt like oh my hell. Gosh. Yeah. I just walk across the, <laughs> the ground with barefoot. You know, yeah. like, oh. <laughs> I think it's just his passion. His, not so much his passion for coaching, but his passion for kids. Wow. And like making sure they're good. That's kind of where it, that's where it came from for me. That's awesome. That's, cr- that's crazy. Um, and do you, you guys will always be in McCook, right? <gasps> oh. Yes. I mean, I don't, I don't mean to like stutter when I say it. Cause yes, we will like our initial plan. So when we moved back from Omaha, our initial plan was three years. We had a three year plan. We were three years in McCook, get our feet on the ground. And then we were going to Colorado. We wanted to go to the mountains. Um, and you're sucked in. Yeah. 
Exactly know? right. Because when I left McCook, when we left McCook after two years here um, of college, we both said we would never come back. Never moving back, never coming back. Um, both of our parents still live here. Both sets of parents live here. So it was one of those things like we had, we had Bentley in Omaha. And I was like, man, it'd be nice to grow up, have him grow up in a small town, mm -hmm. raise him around grandparents, that type of thing. Um, came back here and then it was like, man, this, you know, it's not as bad as we made it out to be when we were in school here. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I'll never leave. We'll never leave. If That's anything, awesome. I'll live in the country at some point, but we're never leaving the area. That's awesome. Yeah. What I is, said that. I said I wouldn't come back. Did you say that? You said that. I know. I mean, I know I said that. Did you say you would never come back? At some uh, no. Or did you already always kind of know you wanted to come I just kind of knew. I, I left for a long time. But oh, I was, okay. but then like I, I actually never thought I would come back, but I lived by my sister in Oklahoma who had children without a mom. Oh. And so like, like I just have like the most empathy for like anybody that's raising children without family around because right. it's, it's so hard and you have to rely on like your community community and your friends. And like when you're a mom, like it's really hard to make friends unless you're with church or whatever. And right. so I saw what she struggled with mm -hmm. and I was like, I don't, I'm the baby. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> so if I'm going to have babies. I'm moving by my mom. <laughs> so that's why we moved home and it worked out really good. Yeah. What were you going to ask? I'm sorry. Um, what's like the most memorable thing? that you have like got out of coaching or was there a player that just made it like, this is why you stay in coaching. I mean, you don't want to be a head coach, but you, you're perfectly content with being an assistant coach, which is awesome. Like mm -hmm. my first coaching gig was a head high school volleyball coach and I quit after a year. Cause I'm like, never again. Mm -hmm. And then I, I couldn't see myself doing anything else now. It like, it took me to leave to realize how much I wanted it back. Right. Yeah. I don't know that there's one specific like athlete um, like I said, like as as weird as it is, like the time for me that was the best were those four years of golf. Like a couple of my my first year, so I in those four year span, I took three girls to state. Um, we had two teams that if we were in any other district except for ours, we would have won the districts and we would have qualified for state as a team. Um, <clears throat> but some of those teams, like just some of the girls on those teams, are ones that still contact me today. Um that just the relate, like I said, the relationships that you build as weird as it is. Like, I feel like some of those girls, I have a better relationship with outside of the sport than I do some of the guys that I've coached. Um, but though just things like that, like, I don't know, like I've got a few of the guys that I still talk to. Um, my biggest ones are probably some of the guys when I was at Juco, um, that second semester that I coached, with them is like them seeing me in a different light, like going from a teammate. Now all of a sudden I'm like a player, a student coach, you know, type of thing. Those are some of the best um, friendships that I have to this day still with those guys. I mean, that's, it's just a different light. You see it from a different side of things. Um, they always told me like, Oh, you'll be a coach someday. You'll do it. And then that semester I ended up doing it. And it was, you know, it, it that kind of changed my outlook on coaching basketball for sure. I'm just putting the years together. So you would have played against Coach Brandle in North yeah, Platte. Yeah. That's so crazy. Yep. Do you guys like, do you remember him? Yeah, we've talked a little bit about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've really? reminisced a little bit about it. Yeah. Yeah. So he would have been, yeah, he would have been there in North Platte the yeah, same time. Yeah, because uh, Coach Brandle and I, like, we're in the same year. Yeah. He went to St. Pat's. I went to Hershey, but that's so crazy. Yeah, he's a North Platte St. Pat's guy. Yeah. And you're a McCook St. Pat's guy. That's just That's so right. odd. When I also, odd, <laughs> I don't know where that accent came from. When I moved here and I was like, wait, St. Pat's isn't all the way to like high school because in North Platte it is. Oh, I was I didn't really, know that. I was oh, really yeah, I confused that, yeah. about that. Like when I moved here. Did you go all the way through eighth grade? I did. I did. What do you think about St. Pat's having their own sports? I think it's good for the school. It's good for them. Um, but I think due to numbers, it makes it tough. Right. I, I just, I'm so confused why you guys keep saying this numbers thing. Like how many kids are in a class here? Well, there's only 148 K through eighth grade at St. Pat's. Okay. But like, so when so they get to high school, like how many? hundred plus. Per class. Per class yeah. of a cook. Our, what is the issue with numbers? Like we had 30 in my class and we could fill a roster. We like Vivi's class is 10. She's a class of 10. Say so um, my eighth grade graduation okay. from St. Pat's, we had eight kids. Yeah. Three boys, four boys. Like they max out at 25. But like, like if St. Pat's can have sports make numbers work, why can't McCook? 
I don't, are the classes are just like right now in because we play sixth, seventh, and eighth because mm-hmm. we don't have enough number enough numbers. Mm-hmm. Those older grades maybe have fifteen, so may, you would only have thirty. You wouldn't well, you wouldn't even have thirty because if there's fifteen, you'd have seven and seven, so you'd maybe have fifteen going out for volleyball. We play Juanita or when we played Maywood, yeah, they had thirty. They had a lot on their roster, like three times as many as we did. That's crazy. And when you look at it, like you throw in sixth graders playing eighth graders, that's yes. a big difference. Yeah, they're just getting better. Right. There is yeah. some truth. Yeah, I mean, like if they, yeah. <laughs> Get your butts kicked. I, I oh, you're just getting yeah. better. I I'm think there's better. a. I think that's a conversation. Sometimes I wonder the benefit of. I think it is nice for the school, but with numbers and opportunity, I don't. I mean, maybe it's like going to some of the smaller outlining schools. Right. It equals playing time. I don't know. I, just but it go, I, I still take it. So I'm a big advocate when it comes to like youth sports of one team. Like it drives me crazy that we have like three 10 U softball teams in McCook. Mm. But we have enough players for three. We have enough players for that. Right. But you do that and then come high school time, these girls yeah. that have been playing each other for all these years that now hate each other have to be a team. It, I didn't realize that was a thing. Well. Until we said something, because our team was, there wasn't another team when our team right. started. Yeah, when we started. And I think we said, oh, there's all these other girls that want to play. And I said, oh, why don't they start their own team? And someone said, for that reason. Mm-hmm. And St. Pat's does not play McCook in junior high. Will for not. that reason. Be- like in volleyball, yeah. we will not play McCook because they don't want them playing against each other when they're going to possibly be on. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like softball is a perfect example. The team, our daughters mm-hmm. were second and third graders. Mm-hmm. playing the fourth grade team. They're all 10U team. And let's be real, our team had been around for another year, so they were a lot better than the other team. And so the five times we played them this year, we beat the crap out of them every time. Well, a couple of years from now when they're teammates, they're going to remember that. They're going to look back on that. that and be like, you that's know, tough. That's tough to do. So it is. It is interesting. If there was a way to unify it, I think that would be a lot better. You know, when we talk like St. Pat's and McCook, like football they do it. Um, yeah see that's what i don't under i mean i know you take a lot more you need a so lot do they still boys. do flag football over there no so when i went to st pat's we had a flag football team so we'd go play like herndon yeah. and nope they come over Jennings to the junior high because the kids all come over yeah. and play and so that's why i was wondering like why are we just doing that for football i think that's interesting interesting yeah, yeah. i just have so many thoughts i know it's, a, it's an interesting i don't know if there's a right or wrong it's just an interesting thing to kind of talk about I'll pro- I'm probably just raising wrestlers and golfers over here, so we don't need to worry about team sports. Go- golfers, really? <laughs> sure <about> yeah. <laughs> I'd rather have golfers than wrestlers. But. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. I married one. They're all so odd. <laughs> so so odd. many things I want to say. different. Um, I had another question about the whole... Anyways, I don't know, but <laughs> that AC is really cold. You oh, should feel wow. very blessed. I was that you, say, you guys yeah, have said it's hot is, in here. Yes. It is not hot. It is when so I came cold in today. It was seventy four though. Yeah, so like, I did have to kick the my air little on. toesies. Yeah, are oh, cold. Yeah. Like I'm tempted to have you sit up and sit on my toe. <laughs> Call. <laughs> okay, Joel. So you've listened to our podcast. You know we play this fun little game called mm-hmm. Lena Says. Did you think of any scenarios beforehand? Nope, but I will real quick. Okay, you think real quick while we give out a little plug to Poppin' on the Bricks on 224 Norris Avenue. So delicious. And I think this is Joel's cell phone number on here, so feel free to call (laughs) him. 308-340. Can't read that. 5282. 5282. Yes. And the the flavors don't stop with kettle and caramel. It's endless. Gosh, we should... Do you want us to send this episode yeah, to send, the radio? Send it over. Oh the my radio. gosh! Oh yeah. It's my gosh. so amazing. Yeah, like strawberries, s'mores, yeah. Like dill pickle, yeah. cheddar, jalapeno cheddar, jalapeno. The Easter one, the bunny bait, to die. I got my kids like Monster Cookie Crunch, the blue one. Oh, that's really good too. And I like look back and trip with like a smirk. Right? Like, I got all of my girls the bunny bait. They didn't get any of it. Oh my god! Yeah, oh, so I you ate it? Yeah, I did. I that was pre. Let's focus yes. and not yeah. consume everything. It's like an orange. Um, okay. All right. So. Well, all right, Lena. Your husband decides. Jake. Jake. We'll go Jake. We'll pull Jake in here. Um, Jake decides that he is taking over the softball team. He has 
now has to deal with all the parent issues by himself. You are friends with quite a few members, of family members on this team, and he's decided that he's getting rid of some of them from the team. Like the parents or the kids? The kids. He's going to get rid oh, of the kids. making some cuts? Okay. Making some cuts. And you are good friends with some of the families that he's going to cut. What are you telling him? Lena says... Well, that's gonna that's gonna be the reality of sports, especially in a cook. You're gonna try out and you're not gonna make it. I mean, I've had this conversation with my girls already. They don't understand because these teams that have been put together, they haven't had to try out for yet. And I'm like, that's gonna end someday. You but McCook High School doesn't have a we don't cut. You don't? Softball is the only team that can cut. Basketball doesn't cut? Mm-mm. Oh, so I've been lying to him this whole time? I was sure they did. Nope. You don't have too many players, or you just well, like, yeah. But administration says no. I had no idea. Yeah, Coach Matt Weimers, tennis coach. Yeah, he's won awards for like running the best like no cut program in the country. Really? Yeah, he is like. Famous. That's so interesting. Yeah. I had no idea. But then, why is it with all the baseball stuff? That's not school affiliated. Yeah. Oh. So you have. I won't tell the girls. Don't I won't let tell them the listen girls. to this episode. I might tell your girls. I'll yeah. tell them. We are yeah. still cutting. Yeah. <laughs> I. Oh, that's really interesting. So I guess this whole time I've been living a deluded world. I did not know that. I mean, I've had other coaches come up to me who are coaching softball of other teams, and they want to have tryouts because mm-hmm. of some of the issues they're dealing with. And I always was under the impression that that's just a part of reality for bigger schools. I think it's a benefit in the sense of if that's, you know, I don't know, because sometimes you, what you may get could be even worse than what you already have. So but I also, on the flip side of that, I see both sides of the no flip of the no cut thing because uh-huh. what happens if you cut a kid that, as a sixth grader, has no talent that turns into be the best athlete in your school? I literally thought about that on the way in today because I think there's truth in that. Because when I watch Vivi play basketball, it's honestly the most painful thing I've ever watched in my life. <laughs> and then I, I look at her and go, no talent there. And I was 100% her. Super tall, lanky. It's all awkward, uncoordinated. Well, just what, you, you want to have a shooting contest, program. Nancy? Oh, yeah. She's the volleyball. Yeah. Nana can Sand shoot. Volleyball. I can play I some basketball. Pictures. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you wanted to play around the world free throw contest, I guarantee a free throw contest. I will be you, hands Ooh. down. I, am, I, I, I let's I do have this no challenge. Say, I, I, I have no doubt. Challenge. I feel a yes. challenge coming. No on. doubt. No doubt. Says. Yes. Yes. Okay. We're filling I, it. Well, I didn't, let's I do it on this. Played JUCO. So I, let me. Oh, it'll, it'll be fine. Yeah. He played for Linhart. Yeah. Let's just say yeah. Linhart Norton. Yeah. Linhart. I don't know. Like so. I think there's some truth because I think sometimes we're hard on these kids and they haven't even grown into themselves. So if you're doing tryouts because like you're tired of dealing with parent issues, I wouldn't be dealing with parent. I don't deal with parent issues because I shut that down so fast that that's not even going to be something I'm going to have to cut a kid for because it's no nonsense. I will not even begin to. Yeah. Yeah. That's one that of will my not rules. Be I was told yeah. when I took this job as the high school basketball, I was told you deal with the parents. Yeah. So yeah, no I get to deal with parent issues. Is that something that. Is that something you have to deal with a lot? Or where does the AD come in in high school sports? So we have a chain of command. We're supposed to be the player. To, it's supposed to be player coach. And then we would be player, parent, and coach. And then we would add AD in if need be. Um, but I, I just flat out tell parents, is this an issue that we can resolve with the help of are you needed in this or is this something that your kid can come talk to me about? Right. You know, because a lot of the times I've dealt with issues that the kid doesn't have an issue with it. It's the parent's issue, not the kid's issue. Mm-hmm. Correct. You know, that kid's content with sitting on the bench and being the practice All-American. Right. He's okay with not playing. The parents are the ones that are trying to live through that kid thinking their kid's an all-star. And I can't see where parents watch any game. And this is where I go back to the question we talked about being knowledgeable or unknowledgeable because every sport has players that don't ever walk out onto the court of the field Mm -hmm. who are very rarely ever playing. So I don't know where that idea comes that 
they're not needed because those teams need them. Oh yeah. To even you know practice, get better. I've got two names that come to mind: high school kids, and I know I could talk. They just graduated, and they're kids that I know they would be a okay with me saying this. Um, James Neal and Jarrett Walter. Okay. So two kids that just graduated this past year. They knew as freshmen that they would never see the varsity court for basketball. As sophomores, they went out. Juniors, they went out. Seniors, they had the, They came to us as coaches and said, we know we're never going to see the floor, but we still want to be part of the program. Well, yeah, because oh. their, their friends are doing yeah. it, and they, they don't want to miss out on those memories. Right. So friends, they came like- in. And they decided, like, when we needed them in drills, they hopped in to do drills with us and went as hard as they would or could as if they were going to see the floor. The other times, they're staying on the sidelines and they're being another coach. I mean, kids like that, if I could have a 100 of those kids, I don't care how many games I win. Yeah, for sure. Well, that makes me really like the whole no-cut thing. Because when you think about that, it does. You're just trying to like. Well, I just besides that I've been lying this whole time, that it gives these kids an opportunity to be a part of something that they wouldn't be if they right. were cut. And maybe it keeps them out of trouble. Maybe it's a really positive influence for them, keeps them active. And I think it goes back to the whole fundamentals. They will learn this game that they can go on and play outside of high school. But it goes back to something that was said a couple of podcasts ago when you had the twinning one. Gosh, oh, I love that you twinning. listened. You know, when, when you look at those guys and you talk like when um, Holt has made the comment about we need parents that allow us to coach their kids or whatever his, mm-hmm. you know, whatever his was. Um, I made the comment that we need parents that will allow us as coaches to get on their kids and coach them. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's what Mm -hmm. today's environment is missing is we've got the entitlement issue that comes in. Like, so we could talk about this all day long because you know, in the coaching world, that's where it goes is if I can't, if you as a parent don't allow me to coach your kid, I don't care how good of an athlete your kid is. They're not going to reach their potential. Yeah. Cause it's as soon as those parents, I mean, it's like a a fight or flight kind of thing. They're, they're not having it. Right. The only person that can be hard on them is parents. Yeah. And I've had some kids that were really good athletes. I've, you know, like when I was in Wahoo, I coached a kid that was a division one basketball player, but his parents didn't care what he did. And so he was never reached his potential because he had the basketball coaches on him. And that was it. He had no help at home. If you don't have the help at home, you're not going to get anything out of those kids. They're going to mm-hmm. do whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, that's my big thing is that you've got to have the support from the home for the coaches to be able to do what they do. Amen. Mm-hmm. Well, Joel, this has been really insightful. Yeah. We're getting to the end and you know what happens. Yeah. We're just going to ask you some random questions. See what we got. So we can add to our list on Netflix. Let's see what we got. Mm-hmm. Lena, you can go first. Oh, the pressure. What are you this is good. Watching? I feel like I'm sorry. I feel like Joel. We us three could go on like a rant session. I do feel oh, yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. And like we so can just go. I actually feel like because I don't know. There's so much I don't know about the high school level. Yeah. That I want to like. There's a lot I want to ask, but yeah. we're yeah. out of time Here for we that. Go. So we'll yeah. Okay, to be sorry. continued. Yeah, to, to be, be continued. Yeah. Um, yeah. What are you currently watching? Don't laugh. Okay. Virgin uh-huh. River. <gasps> I said, don't laugh. <laughs> I love Virgin River. Please it talk. gets so dramatic and it's soap opera-y. I almost can't. But I watched... I think um, Taryn likes it, too. That might be... Mm. Well, yeah, I watched well, Too that's Sweet started. the other day. Watched that one on Netflix, and I had to watch Virgin River to clean my mind what out. What did you watch? Uh, Keep Sweet. That sounds... I don't. don't. Okay, I won't. Don't. See, she okay. started me on it, and then, like, the other night, we were it watching so it in bed. Though. She fell asleep, and I watched, like, four more episodes. It's oh, so good. So you cheat? Shh. If you start, oh, now she's gonna watch, listen to this. If and know you that start one. a show together, you never go ahead. Sorry, I'm just, yeah, I need to get but she does it to me. Ahead. Like they'll be, she'll get home like during the school year. I'm still at school. She gets off work at noon and she'll go watch three or four episodes, oh, and then Taryn, she'll get home at night and we'll watch stop. together. And she'll be like, oh, See, Virgin seen River is my treadmill. My treadmill. TV I started right a now. new one that I will never. I won't. I'll say off air because it is, whoa, but oh, okay. Dirty. Anyway, okay. What else? Um. So I'm. To get your man parts back. I was going to say, yeah, to get my man parts back here. Um, I'm so like when she's not around, I do like the, like the shows that were like build cars, you know, whether okay. it's, you know, yeah, West yeah. coast custom mm-hmm. stuff like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I go to. What are you listening to besides? Besides your podcast? Yes. Besides this one? Um, Dad tired. You ever heard of that one? Dad tired. Dad tired. No. I so like it's that. like, oh, a, that sounds good. it's bait, like a religion based, you know, okay. um, huh. 
it's this guy in Colorado that was a pastor at one point in his life that now just basically goes through and like talks about like all the different aspects of like raising kids, you know, whether it's Uh like one of the most recent ones I listened to was like dealing with, he's got kids that are close to where my kids are age wise. We're dealing with like pornography and things like that. Like how do you deal with that in the household and you know, things that I don't want to have to deal with that I know I'm going to have to happen. He just put like the religious twist to it, like how to go about it that way. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's what I've been doing for a while. I just looked it up. What about reading? Do you read? I don't read. I I hate to say that, that, but I don't, I, I have never like any book that I ever was told I had to read. I listen Mm -hmm. to it, listen to it, or I had somebody else read it. That's fine. That's great. If you could shout out something to anybody, who would it be? And what would you say? Anything to anybody? Like anybody, anybody that could be listening because you never know. Worldwide. Yep. Australia. Uh, My wife. It'd have to be. Um, Listen up, Taryn. Yep, Taryn. Sweet, Taryn. Shout out to Taryn. You know, and it it goes to as much as she doesn't enjoy them when I coach, like she loves the fact that I do it. And just the fact that she um, has basically raised our three kids without me for half the year most of the time when it comes to coaching, because obviously basketball is the longest season that there is when it comes to sports. Oh, man. Atlanta. Um, Yes, it is. So just thank you for that, you know, um, tell her that I love her and I love the kids, and thank you for everything she does, because our house would not be what it is if it wasn't for her. Mm-hmm. Or movie nights. Or, or movie, movie nights. nights. Yes. And we wouldn't have the popcorn store if it wasn't yes. for her. Yeah, thank you yeah. for that, Taryn. Thank you, Taryn. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's get a fundraiser going. Yeah, amen. Yeah. What else? Any other questions? I, how long is the softball, like, or softball, the basketball season? Um, so and how many games do you play? A lot. Uh, yeah, a lot. So we start, I mean, like early season conditioning, like the first part of November. So we're November, December, January, February. And if you make it a state, you're into March, middle oh of March. Oh, gosh. And we take five days off at Christmas. That's something that's definitely changed. Yeah, no way. That's like yeah. I, like which makes me sad. Like coaching is tough. It's hard. It's hard with families, and mm-hmm. I guess that's one thing. Like everyone's always like, "Well, what are you going to do when your kids get older?" And I hate that question. It's like, and this is why there's no female coaches, like in the collegiate level, because like they have children, and then yeah. they have to go play their role of being a mom, yeah. which I am a mom, but like you can you can do it. Like you you can still be a coach and be a mom at the same time. Mm-hmm. But volleyball is awesome because it's only three months. Right. It but I think it also months. goes back to like having a spouse that can help. You exactly. know, like that's where yeah, I'm at sure. with that. Like I have got mm-hmm. a spouse that is willing to take on that role as a parent. Mm-hmm. Granted, she loves to do it and she would do it full time if I would allow her to not work. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, if like for you, your husband probably sits there and is a okay at times uh-huh. with taking the kids. Cause I know like me, as it's soon as coin toss. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm that dad that I love my kids and love being around my kids, but 30 minutes and then where's mom? Yeah. Where's mom? Oh, I think is she mom home yet? like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I think for coaches, like you said, college coaches, the women college coaches are disappearing. And it's, yeah. I, I think it's a, I think it's cool. Like you look at like the NBA, there's now like two or three women that are mm-hmm. involved in teams and have big roles. I think that's awesome. Right. But I, I mean, I think of that basketball season and I just think of those coaches like, oh my. I literally like, cause like we have three weeks to prepare for a season and mm-hmm. then it's done in, by Thanksgiving mm-hmm. basketball. You have three All months to prepare and then you have you. You don't see like that's till after spring break. Yeah, yeah. It's I think so crazy. We're t- yeah. pushing like when you throw in a couple turns, we go to we got like twenty five games. Yeah, crazy. Oh man, crazy. But well, awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Joel. Yeah, thank this you. Was fabulous. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening in on another awesome episode, and thanks to our guest Joel Arterburn for speaking with us today. I am your host Haley Copsa and your co-host Lena. 